I'm exhausted. I feel completely burned out. I haven't had a break in so long and I feel like I'm doing everything for my family. Then with all that I'm doing, I still get criticized and it's never enough. I am one very, very tired mama and I don't know what to do or whom to talk to. I hear statements like these from moms all the time, and that's why today I've invited clinical psychologist Dr. Missy Wolfman to talk with us about mom burnout. If you've been feeling tired or stressed, you don't want to miss this episode. Are there days you feel you've had it with the sleepless nights, the temper tantrums, the constant fatigue of trying to keep up with an active baby? Does it feel like you're always working so hard as a parent, trying to do everything for your kids and family, and yet it never feels enough? We get it. You love your child more than anything, and yet parenting is also exhausting and challenging, especially when you're bombarded with criticism and pressure to be the perfect parent, which, spoiler alert, does not exist. That's why we created Discerning Parenting, the podcast that helps you cut through the noise and focus on what truly matters in your parenting journey. This podcast is jam-packed with valuable insights and practical tips specifically tailored for parents of kids age 5 and below. So join us and discover how you can use the combined power of science, knowing your child, and your own intuition in making the best parenting decisions for you and your family. Welcome to episode 10 of the Discerning Parenting Podcast, where we talk about mom burnout with Dr. Missy Wolfman, the founder of Empower Moms. Dr. Missy is a clinical psychologist from all the way in Auckland, New Zealand, and she specializes in mental health for all moms. She has a PhD in psychology from the Victoria University of Wellington, and most of all, she's also a mom of twins. So, Dr. Missy, can you tell us more about yourself and what you do? And what are some concerns that moms have when they consult you? Well, thank you, Victoria. And thank you for um, having me on the podcast. You said I am a clinical psychologist. I'm based in Auckland, New Zealand. I have a private practice and I see moms, but I also see um, kids, adults, and anyone in between. Um, but I, my passion is supporting moms' uh, mental health. So I have Empower Moms, and so I offer psychological assessment and therapy for moms, as well as online course for moms as well, all around the world. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, I saw your website, and I love hearing about how you came to specialize in helping moms who are stressed and burned out. So what made you decide to focus on this? So it's a personal story, but I think, um, you know, I'm sure all moms can relate. I had twins and when my twins were six months old, one of my girls fell down uh, from a change table and had a minor skull fracture. And so she was hospitalized when she was six months old for two nights. And at that time, the doctors were, you know, they were very assuring and they said there's nothing to be concerned about. But afterwards, we noticed there were lots of you know, behaviors that we were concerned about. Um, so we, um, you know, seek professional help like a pediatrician like you. And there were, you know, a series of injuries as well as accidents that happened. And so, yeah, lots of medical visits and going to see pediatricians. And throughout that whole time, I think I was managing okay. But I think at, you know, certain, I think by month eight, I think I was, I felt like I hit a wall. Um, and that's when I felt really burnt out as a mom. 
And I really thought, you know, you know, I'm a clinical psychologist. I should know better. Like I know how to be- how to take care of myself. But I really feel the passion for moms, you know, out there who often are just unsupported. Um, you know, we we really focus on kids, but not really parents' mental health. And I think parents' mental health can actually really influence child development as well as their emotional and psychological well-being. So that's where I came from. I worked in the hospital, working mostly with children and teenagers. And at the time, I thought, you know, like we always, you know, spend so much time asking about the kids, how they're doing, but we don't really ask the question to the parents, like, how are you doing? Because the parents need support too. And so that's why I started Empower Moms. And I just want thing to focus on mom's maternal mental health, because I think it's so important, not just for the moms themselves, but for kids and the whole family as a system. Wow, exactly. You've had such amazing experiences, Dr. Missy, and thank you for sharing them with us. And it's so true. It's not enough that we just look at the kids and how we can help them. But we also see this in the clinic that a lot of the times we really do need to help the parents. And can you tell Mm. us more about mom burnout? It feels like more and more moms are exhausted and burned out. What do you think is Mm. causing this? Yeah, lots of different factors, but I think we live in a modern society where, you know, we are quite disconnected from a lot of people. Um, So when we think about, you know, historically, we always um, raise children and families and in the village, right? So you always have the aunties and the uncles, the grandparents, a lot of adults helping to raise children. But modern society has become that, you know, we live in isolated houses or dwellings or apartments, but we live in a very nuclear family, which again, there's not, you know, we can't do anything about that. But, you know, think about the lack of support that a lot of us, you know, we don't have support from other adults around us while raising children. And so I think there's been this big shift now to placing a lot of burden and responsibilities to parents to raise your child. Whereas before it was the grandparents, the uncles, the aunties, you know, like a lot of people, So that's one thing. But I think just in terms of the modern society of, you know, social media constantly being bombarded by news of what you need to do and what you shouldn't do. And so I think moms often get these bombardments from, you know, everywhere and just feeling like I need to do more. I need to do more. I need to know more. And so there's higher and higher expectation, I think, that's placed on moms in terms of what they need to do and what they shouldn't do, right? And then there's also the pandemic. That's the other factor as well of lockdowns and being at home and having this burden of taking care of the children and working from home and managing the house and everything. There's no rest for moms. Um, So I think there's been lots and lots of kind of different factors all compounding at the same time. And I think we're seeing that, that there's also more awareness of burnout for moms Whereas before, we probably don't have the terminology for it. Um, We probably just say we're stressed or exhausted or depressed. But this concept of burnout is actually quite a new concept. And it's just been recently acknowledged by a World Health Organization as as an actual syndrome. But unfortunately, the World Health Organization only talked about occupational burnout, whereas we know, you know, as a mom, it's it's the hardest job there is, right? So definitely there's a lot of literature and research showing that parents do also feel burnt out. Yeah, that's true. And so many factors coming into play here. Uh, all of these things that 
are probably the reason why parents feel that they're always struggling with parenting. And I found it so interesting what you talked about, the lack of a village. Because before, mm. there's a village to help you raise your child. And now, I guess mm -hmm. for here, uh, where I am, we still do have that village. There's still the strong ties with uh, extended mm. family, which in a way can be an advantage. But mm -hmm. sometimes, what I hear from the parents I work with is that that's where the stress is coming from. Because that's where yeah. a lot of the criticism is coming from. So I wonder how they can balance that. Or how can we get support as parents from the village while at the same time, uh, not having it be the toxic kind of support where they get a lot of criticism. Uh, I'm not sure how it is uh, over there in New Zealand. I realize in different parts of the world, uh, it can be different. Here, it can still be normal to have a multi-generational household. So mm. uh, how can we deal with stresses when we're in a multi-generational household? Yeah, yeah, and I can totally relate to. I'm from Indonesia, and my grandmother still live in a multi generational four story house with my uncle and his kids and the grandkids. So four generations in one in one roof. It's and it's not like that in New Zealand. Very different. But I I get what you're saying. It, definitely this tension I think between different generations and different cultures as well in terms of how to raise your child. And of course, we get bombarded again, not just from the news or the social media, but also from parents, grandparents, uncle, auntie, who are well-meaning, but, yeah. you know, may offer that unsolicited advice and criticism. Um, and I think the main thing, um, I guess, the way I do it, I guess, is I always go back to to the literature, to the evidence, right? I'm, I'm a scientist same with you we go back to the research you know what does the research research say about these concepts of you know screen time or you know how to raise healthy you know children who are emotionally well and so being that discerning parent right that's why you've got the discerning parent podcast is all about the skill of knowing where to get your information you need to get your information from people who are experts in their field who are based on you know their literature or scientific research um, rather than kind of snippets of anecdotes or advice um, that may not necessarily have any um, evidence to it. Yeah thank you Missy for sharing that and I love how you actually come from different cultural perspectives and I also love how the internet has allowed me to connect with Dr. Missy who is from several thousands of miles away from us and we can get different cultural perspectives because really if you're listening to this podcast if you're a parent even if you're from different parts of the world we're all bonded together by the same hopes and dreams and the same struggles and I've been seeing a lot of myths about mom burnout. For example, many moms think it's their fault if they're feeling burned out. And they may even think it's because they're weak or they're failing as moms or they feel guilty. They think, I love my kids so much, but why am I feeling this way? So let's break this myth once and for all. Feeling burned out does not mean we love our kids any less or that we're being bad moms. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on this too, Dr. Missy. Any myths yeah. about mom burnout that you hear that we can break during this episode? Mm. Yeah. Um, and so, sorry, I think I didn't answer your first question in terms of, um, <laughs> you know, when moms come to my clinical practice, yeah. like what do they come 
with. And usually it's because they feel, you know, sense of guilt at the same time, exhaustion and this, um, uh, well, very much a big tension between like, I love my kids. I want to do everything for them yet. I'm so exhausted and burnt out. Like, I feel like I'm failing. Yeah. So if you feel that way, you're listening to this, this episode, you're not alone because I've worked with moms with similar experiences and so has Dr. Missy. So take comfort in that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I think, um, and again, they come to me because they feel like they can't really talk about it, you know, honestly and genuinely with other moms or whoever, because there's such a stigma, I think, of this motherhood of, um, you know, you need to sacrifice everything for your children um, you know, children comes first and, you know, whatever you do, it needs to be about them. And so a lot of the moms come with these ideas that there's something wrong with me because I need a break. I want a break. I, but I, you know, like <laughs> what's wrong with me or, um, feeling quite bitter or resentful or angry. Even I think sometimes we can get to that point where their needs are not being met that they feel quite angry and bitter and and resentful or just frustrated easily and so they they notice that they know that they're getting cranky and yelling at their kids or their partner and they feel bad and they're gonna come to me and they ask me like well, what's going on like what's wrong with me like why am i acting this way even though i love my family but i'm not being my best self and i'm not really treating everyone fairly or nicely and and that's because they burn out they they don't have any anything left to give you know it's like that whole saying you cannot pour from an empty cup or it's like driving a car and it's like low in gas or low in petrol and you just keep driving and driving and hope that it doesn't break down that's kind of like how a lot of moms operate in this world but I think sadly I think we take better care of our cars than us at least you know when you're driving you see the petrol sign and you know it's getting close to empty and you're like I need to fill up right whereas a lot of the moms I work with and even myself I don't even realize that my tank is empty that I actually need to take care of myself to stop and to replenish and recharge myself so yeah, that's a lot of the myth. And also um, the myth of, you know, it's my fault that, you know, I, I need to do more or there's something kind of wrong with me. Uh, like I said previously, a lot of the different factors have compounded right to this, this environment that we live in where, yeah, burnout is real and, and, and it's becoming more and more common. That's so true. And thank you for uh, sharing that with us and for letting us know that this does happen and it doesn't mean that we're bad parents if we're feeling tired and burned out and that we mm. do need to take time for ourselves and fill our tank, fill our cup. But sometimes a lot of the advice around this can get very simplistic, like just do self-care and then moms will think, how am I actually going to do that? So uh, in this episode, we don't want to just give these uh these pieces of advice that sound good but might not be practical for the life of a mom. So what are tips that you'd like to share for a mom who is feeling burned out? Yeah, um, yeah, I, I get it. I think, you know, we're all short on time. Like we feel like there's just not enough time for anything, let alone um, self-care. And I think when we think of self-care, we can think of like bubble bath or manicure, but actually it's just the, the simple act of, checking in with yourself you know when you brush your teeth um, in the morning or in the evening you just ask yourself these questions like how am i doing you know again if you think about that 
um, you know, car analogy of like, where, where am I in terms of my tank? You know, what is it that I need? You know, do I need to eat? Do I need to go and use the toilet? You know, some of those basic questions that um, we actually forget sometimes being a mom, because when you have a crying baby or two babies, in my case, we kind of just don't even check in with our body in terms of what we need. You know, like we, we deal with the exploding diapers and the crying baby that's hungry right but then actually what's going on for us is that we're also hungry ourselves we haven't used the toilet for like 13 hours we're sleep deprived you know so even just that simple act of checking in with oneself is a radical act of self-care that is so important in terms of managing burnout on a daily basis and for some moms it might actually be honoring that need for time away from people or you know time away from their kids whatever that is so yeah there is no kind of one size fit all it's it's definitely more just about what do I need and my needs are as important as my children's needs that's so true and thank you for sharing that and that's amazing I can imagine when both of your twins were still small and then that would be two babies crying at the same time or two active toddlers both trying to do well whatever it is that toddlers love to do how did you deal with all of that at home yeah I think that's again like um, what I said was just I had that kind of burnout time after my one of my babies had the injury and lots of medical stuff and um and I just had to really you know take that step of like actually what do I really need right now um and make myself a priority as much as I prioritize my children so for me my the most important things are my sleep and just doing some kind of movement outside is super important in terms of my mental headspace and clarity and then connecting with someone a friend or family so those three things are just kind of my my thing that I need every single day so you know I can have better kind of capacity to manage all the yeah the crying babies and the, the temper tantruming toddlers <laughs> thank you and what are the signs that it's not just the usual stress or usual burnout what are the signs that they may need to seek professional help yeah and so I, I think again that like I said the daily check-in is actually really important right because often we just head in the sand keep going keep going but when you do that daily check-in with yourself you know it just takes a minute when you're brushing your teeth you know just ask yourself like how long have I been feeling this way like have have I been persistently feeling really stressed out you know sad low or overwhelmed if it has been a long time I mean long time again can be subjective but let's say two weeks two weeks of constantly feeling like this then that's a, a sign that you need to reach out and ask for help. Um, and a mental health professional or your doctor can do the required assessment to see if you are depressed, anxious, or stressed, you know, just making sure that, you know, again, like that checking in to make sure that you're okay, just the same as you would for any physical health condition that you have. Having that mental health check is also really important. But Usually it's about the um, the duration of how long you've been feeling a certain way, as well as whether it's starting to affect your functioning as well, whether that's at work or at home and whether it's affecting your relationship, you know, whether, you know, becoming so irritable that it's affecting on your romantic relationship or your relationship with your children. So when you're starting to notice those things, that's when it's, it's best to reach out. But my advice is always to 
reach out whenever because again it's like when you go to the doctor for your annual checkup right like we do that because we want to check to make sure everything is okay and it's the same thing with mental health as well yeah that's so true I guess there are two things that can be barriers to getting professional help. The first one, sometimes there's still a stigma around this. So we want to remove the stigma around seeking help for mental health issues. It is just as important mm-hmm. as physical health. And mm-hmm. second, there's also the lack of available services because of all of the mental health problems. I guess there are not enough professionals like you, Dr. Missy. And the mental health system is also quite taxed with dealing with dealing with that so what are the things that we can that we can do short of i guess having more uh, clinical psychologists and more available support sources for parents mm-hmm. yeah and so i think in terms of meeting that basic needs that's the first thing right but also starting to carve out some time for yourself. I think that's really important. And a lot of um, the moms that I that come to me who are very anxious, very depressed, the first thing they actually need is a, like, um, like a time makeover almost. It's almost like we have to look in terms of how much time they're spending on certain activities. And then we actually need to start reframing what do they need to do those those activities and so then they carve out some time for themselves. I think that's kind of the main thing that a lot of people are lacking nowadays in our very busy life is actually just that time to do what they love, to do what nourish them, to do what makes them feel alive, you know. And and I think that's really important. Anyone of any ages needs to do this is to 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 make time for that. I saw on your website you have a free challenge, get me more time. And I know as moms we really need that because we're up to our ears, drowning in long lists of things that we need to do. And we often don't have a spare minute of time. So can you tell us about this Get Me More Time Challenge? Yeah, so I started it because I really want to, again, challenge moms, right? To really think about the way they use their time. Um, because time is such a precious resource. And I think, like I said, what, what I've seen in clinical practice is that when we start to spend more time with ourselves, doing the things that we love, doing the things that nourish us, we get better mentally and, and physically in, in terms of our well-being. So the challenge is um, you sign up on my website and then every single day you get an email from me. And it's just a very short email with practical strategies that you can just do you know, very simply doesn't take any more time or anything. These are the things that you're going to be doing anyway. So for example, we're going to start to look at our time mindset, the way that we view time, and also just to kind of practical strategies in the house, right, in terms of what to do with all these things that we need to do, like, you know, cooking, cleaning. So in this in the challenge, you know, there are all these strategies like batching, simplifying, and I provide lots and lots of practical tools um, that moms can use. Um, and so I would love to get more moms on the challenge and so they can get more time for themselves to, to do what they love and to invest in, in themselves. Yeah, that sounds wonderful. Is there anything else that you'd like to share, Dr. Missy? Yeah, and so and following up from the challenge, there's also an online course that I have. Um, it's called How to Reduce Stress, Get More Time and Joy as a Mom. And again, it's a um, very kind of simple system in terms of practical strategies that we can use as moms every single day to make sure that we do have more time for ourselves, again, to nourish ourselves, to invest in that kind of 
passion or whatever it is that really excites us because that's so important for our mental well-being and also the well-being of our family because a happy mom is a happy family, right? That's true. There's a saying, happy mom, uh, happy life, happy mom, happy kids. And yes, exactly. Yeah. And the mental health of parents really does affect also the mental health and the development of kids, of babies and young kids. Mm-hmm. And yes. actually kids of any age. Yeah. Thank you so much, That's Dr. Right. Yeah. Thank you so much, Dr. Missy, for this enlightening and also comforting episode. And we came away with a lot of uh, takeaways from listening to you. So we know that uh, mom burnout is real. It is more common than we think. There are so many factors affecting it. And we also came away with tips on what we can do if we are feeling tired and burned out. And most of all, we're assured in knowing that it's not our fault and it doesn't mean we're being bad parents. But on the other hand, a lot of times it comes from wanting to be this society ideal of what is the perfect mom and what is the perfect parent. I know Mm -hmm. that you've touched so many moms who are listening to this. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks so much. And if you're listening to this, head over to discerningparenting.com and sign up for our free parenting resource library. And don't forget to follow the Discerning Parenting podcast so you don't miss these valuable episodes to help you find calm and joy in parenting. Any information available at this podcast is intended for general guidance only and must never be considered a substitute for advice provided by a doctor, therapist, or other qualified medical professional.